Tvameva mata cha pita tvameva Tvameva bandhu cha sakha tvameva Tvameva vidyadra vinam tvameva Tvameva saravam mamadeva deva I bow to God who is in all forms and in your forms and never treat your body with disrespect. It isn't only your body, it's the temple of God. And instead of only going on pilgrimages, make the pilgrimage to your own heart by daily meditation. Try to feel that wherever you are, God is with you. Wherever you are, God has to come to you. He doesn't come only by going to spiritual places. He must come where you are. You have to call to him. And whatever your age, when is the right time to seek God? Now, this minute. I hope my talk and these talks that I have on this show will help to inspire you in that direction. This in my book of my guru's sayings, Conversations with Yogananda, is saying number 133, a very short one. There was a man lying unconscious in a hospital room, the master told us. He was near death. A blood clot had formed in his heart. A friend of his asked me to intercede, so I prayed for him in a superconscious state. All at once a great power went out of me. At that very moment the man sat up in bed, completely healed. The nurse who had been attending him in that room testified later that a moment before the man had sat up, he had, she had heard a great explosion and had seen a great flash of light. An explosion and a great light, a flash of light. I put a more, I, have, I didn't read it exactly accurately. But the master's healing power was uh, miraculous, yes. But you know, it was always a two-way thing. Why did he heal this one and not that one? As one time, there was a, a man in Sri Rampur, and uh, he happened to be the cousin of a friend of Master's, and Master went into his house when he heard a lot of loud lamentation, and the man had died, and the Master cured him and brought him back to life. That certainly would be a great miracle. But the greatest miracle of all is his changing people's lives and spiritualizing them. And the other one is, excuse me a moment. The other one is the truth that it takes somebody to receive. There's not just a, a miracle, but there's a miracle receiver. Somebody who is ready for it. Somebody asks the master, on the occasion of that resurrection in Tirempur, um, would you have gone in if God didn't tell you to? In other words, did you go in because this was a, a, a relative of a friend of yours? Would you have gone if God hadn't told you to go? And the master said, oh no. He didn't do anything until God told him to do it. Mind you, that didn't mean God up on a cloud suddenly says, Yogananda, go there. No. He knew from inside because of his oneness with him. Your intuitions will often come that way. I, You know, I don't have visions as such. I have experiences, yes, but I think in a way it's a blessing not to have them because I don't have a fixed 
idea of where I'm going. I know the direction I'm supposed to go, and it works out much better that way. Because in that flow, many people are drawn into it, and uh, many people can add their inspiration also. Remember, however, that if you want God to heal you, you must be, to invent a word, heal-worthy. You must be worthy of attracting that. That comes to a large extent, if not entirely, from your devotion to God. Then it will depend on whether your karma is ready for this. Sometimes a healing will be a mistake. I met a young uh, woman in India many years ago. She was a saint. At the age of nine, she had told her parents she was going into seclusion, and they possibly thought it was one of those childish whims that children get. She never came out again. And I don't know how that would have been taken in America, but in, in India and with her parents, they had enough regard for these things to honor her wishes. They would bring her food and leave it outside her door. For the rest of her life, she died quite young, about the age of 19. In fact, just a few weeks after I met her when she was 19, she left her body. She, they saw her sitting in front of the picture of Krishna weeping. And then she left her body. But you know, many people would ask for healing. And she healed many people during those years. Her body never changed. It was, even at 19, just the body of a young girl of nine. And uh, she was just always thinking of God. When, I, when she heard I was there, she came out and meditated with me for a while and went back to her room. Didn't speak a word. But you know, the one thing very interesting was she, her father was very ill, chronically ill, and she refused to pray for him. And they used to think, well, why are you healing everybody else and not your own father? She didn't speak, but she would indicated she would not. Finally, the mother put her in such a position where she felt she had no choice because she said, you're, you're prejudiced because he's your father. So she wrote a little note saying, you will see what happens. She had warned them before. But in, in the end, she did pray for him. So the man became well. But you know, that, that illness had been a blessing because it had kept in check tendencies that were worldly. And as soon as he became healthy again, he repeated all those mistakes that had made him ill in this lifetime. So it isn't always good to be cured of your, your, the effects of karma because you need to learn your lesson. Otherwise, you may begin all over and have to suffer much more. That's why a master won't heal everybody who comes to him. We need our lessons. We need to pay off our karma. And don't think like what that doctor said to me when I was in the hospital uh, recently. I, I still have a little bit of the effects of it, but I, I came near to losing an eye with a very serious fall. And the doctor, as he was stitching me up here, uh, this was only three and a half weeks ago, but he, uh, he said, um, well, everybody thinks when these things happen, why me? And I said, I never think that way. Don't let yourself think that way. Be grateful for whatever happens, good, bad, indifference, all the same. Once you're out of it all, you'll see all the experiences you went through for so many incarnations, the pains, the sorrow. And you know, the wonderful thing is, because so many people 
They say, why me? Why me, Lord? Why are you picking on me? Why do I have to suffer? Why do I have to go through this? And they weep in their very thought. This makes it all the worse. You know, a little child who falls down, he looks up at you. And if you say, come on, get up, he'll get up. But if you say, oh, poor thing, he'll begin weeping. And so they think, oh, poor me, and that even makes them even more suffering. And they begin to emphasize and affirm their pain. Better just think, oh, it's all nothing. It's all just karma. My guru used to tell us a story about a young friend of his when he was a boy. This friend was a toughie. And he would, he would well, my guru saw him one time. He was in a tree and he slipped and fell. The only way he could save himself was to slide down the trunk of the tree. And his whole chest was in shreds and bleeding. And they were looking at him like this. And he said, what are you looking at? Come on, put some dust on it. Get rid of the blood. And my mother, my mother will beat me up. <laughs> he had quite a tough mother too. But any kind of pain that he'd endure, he would just say, oh, forget about it. Just he'll patch me up, let me go on. Well, Master said, we have to be like that, tough. Tough on ourselves, not tough with other people. But we have to just accept what comes and uh, it's a very good training, in fact. I've, I've had this, this experience in, in uh, going to dentists, for example. I told you one story. I never take uh, Novocaine or anesthesia. I, one time, they, they were, the pain got to be more than I Usually I sit back, and even if it's a root canal or something, I, I'm composing music in my mind or uh, meditating or something. But one time the pain was so great that I was not able to detach my mind from it. Well, here's something I learned that was really quite interesting. I accepted the pain instead of withdrawing from it. And I went into the heart of that pain, and when I could get deeply enough into the heart of it, suddenly it disappeared. Just as if you can get deeply enough into your own heart, you disappear. There's nothing, nothing but God left there. So it actually worked. The pain was no longer there. Well, with your experiences, go into the heart of them and realize that God is at the heart of everything. One rule, well, it's a double rule that we need to apply in life wherever we go. This was something that my guru held before us as a slogan we should always keep in mind. Be even-minded and cheerful. No matter what happens, just look for the best in it. And you will see that there is a best there somewhere. People may seem to be trying to destroy you. It's happened to me. It happens to many people. Most people think, oh, no one has suffered as I have suffered. That's a silly thought. Everybody has to go through it. You remember the story of Buddha? A woman came to him and asked him to bring her child, her son, back to life. And Buddha said, I will pray. But he said, just as she was about to leave the room, he said, he said that go to a house and get some oil uh, of a certain kind. And as he was just about to leave the room, he said, oh, by the way, you must get that oil from a house that has not seen death. So she thought, well, that'll be easy. Because everybody thinks I have troubles, but nobody else has troubles. And she had to come back a week later confessing failure. She had not found a single house that had not known death. And Buddha smiled. He said, you have understood. Death comes to all. Remember the story of Buddha? 
when he was a young man and his father had tried to protect him from all worldly influences so that he would think that life was beautiful and the dead flowers would be picked from the garden and only young and beautiful girls surrounded him and beautiful men and everything the father wanted him because there had been a prediction he would either be a great king or a great sadhu. And the father wanted him to be a king and to carry on in that tradition, not to leave everything. And one day he began to become curious, Buddha did Gautama. And he asked his charioteer to take him into the streets. And he saw somebody who was ill. And he asked the charioteer, he had never seen illness before. He says, is this possible? Is this what can happen to people? And the charioteer said, oh, it can happen to anybody. So he came home pensive. And the next day he wanted to go out again and he saw uh, an old man hobbling along. He'd seen nothing but young people. And he said, can this happen to everybody? The charioteer said, if they're not taken away by death or accident, by illness or accident, it will happen to everybody. Everybody becomes old, just like a flower, beautiful when it first blooms, but finally it shrivels. And then Buddha went out the next day and he saw, uh, what was it, a sick man and an old man and a dead man. And he saw a dead man being carried. And he said, can this happen to everybody? The charioteer said, Master, it happens to everybody. Buddha thought, there's so much beauty in this world, so much harmony. But if these are inevitabilities for the human being, I can't imagine a worse state of existence. And that's when he left everything and went out into the forest and became a sadhu. And we know the results. But this world has such colossal disadvantages that even though you manage to eke out a few little ple pleasures out of it, always, as my guru used to put it, behind every rose bush of pleasure, there is a rattlesnake of pain hiding. You'll always get bitten but one time after another. Sometimes people cling to their pains. One time my guru had a woman come to him and she was reciting, recounting to him this, the harrowing experience she had in an operation, and my guru said, you, you would have thought that she was talking about something that happened yesterday, but I saw her pretty well. I said, when did this happen? Twenty years ago. Twenty years she'd been suffering as if it was today? Forget your past. If you can't remember the pains you've experienced, good. Except remember that you did experience it so that you'll remember. There's only one way out of this, this torture chamber of life. And it is that, in the end, when you feel joy, well, it seems as if you'll never feel pain, but when pain comes, it's awfully real. And when people whom you've loved betray you, I think that's been the hardest thing in my life, is betrayal. Betrayal of people I love dearly, still do love, but they have tried to destroy me. Yes, that's painful, but I say, well, it's all in God's love. I'm grateful to God for his love, however he wants to express it. And what I've seen is that when I accept it, instead of rebelling against it, trying to get even, and all the things that people tend to do to sort of ward off pain, they think by hurting the other person, they're going to feel less pain. 
that's not so. That's just delusion. But I've found that every single test I've had to go through has always resulted in something positive. But I had to accept it first. Often you'll, f you'll find, if you're seeking his guidance, that all doors will close in the direction that you want to go, that your own mind tells you you ought to go, have to go, everything. You can't go, and you think, oh, why is God so cruel? If you give your life to God, this is what I've discovered, and I can share this as an absolute experience. You will find that he pushes you in the only possible direction. There's only one way you can go. You may be taken by life, kicking and screaming in that direction, but afterwards you look back, you will see that was the only thing possible. It was the best thing in the world. I can look back on all those tests and say what a blessing they were. God blesses you through everything if you give your life to him. So remain always at peace in yourself. Remember, all that happens is to help you to become even-minded and cheerful. Joy to you. the mountains, peace gave us the sky, nightly when starlight enfolds us, peace is its lullaby. Strive reconciles. Oh. 